Hey everybody, my name is Alexis Flores and this is Communications AF, a real talk, more communicating. Every single episode, I'll be talking to some brilliant, influential, and kind new and old friends about personal life stories, career moves, and everything else. And tonight, we'll be talking to Dominique Nieves, a Latina actress, entertainer, and entrepreneur. She's the founder of Iron Glove Productions, for which she writes, directs, produces award-winning films, and was awarded the top 6% for NBC's Writers on the Verge. And if that's not enough, she's also a two-time Ivy League grad with real medical experience. Dominique takes pride in combining entertainment and activism. Her most recent narrative film, she directed, highlights the toxic effects of hypermasculinity has on a young boy who hides his emotions behind a Dominican carnival mask. And she cited her own industry insider show, where she interviews professionals in the entertainment industry, hyper-focused on the Latinx community. This is part two of our conversation with Dominique Nieves. Yeah. Your first film, if you take your action figure and you go, hey, I'm Dominique, hey, I'm Alexis, and then you record those shots and you go into, and it can be iMovie, go into iMovie and edit it mm-hmm. and notice my continuity is really off and I was just using action figures oh those two line those two shots don't really line up together this angle what is it telling me now and you know get some free music off the internet which you can mm-hmm. do they have free music put it in you start learning all these little skills yeah. you know you look at the frame this frame is really empty it would have been nice if I had something in the background yeah. about the character that's production design and I think you know you don't have to be the best at every single thing but I like having a little bit of knowledge of all of the roles because that's how I can be a good director on set. Yeah, that's, and that's sure. helped me out. Um, you know, understanding what your crew is going through, <laughs> you know, understand that your crew needs more time for something, you know, being an AD made me really prepared. Yeah. And yeah, all of that I did, as I always said, uh, I made it myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. People were like, how did, how did you get that? So someone asked me like, wait, industry insider, how did you get it? And I was yeah. like, I literally made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I will say this. Well, one, you are such a, a kind person that, like, I, I saw it off the bat when we first met. The fact that you still, like, messaged us after um, after we met. The fact that you invited us to uh, see your movie that had came out last year. So it's like, wow, she's, like, still, like, yeah, it's promoting um, you, but it's also taking the time to, like, invite me. Like, you only met me once, and and even though it's a promotion, it's still like, it made me feel like, okay, cool. I can have this connection with her. Um, uh, then, yeah, I remember our conversation too. It was really uh, cute. We were at the table and we were talking about networking. It was awesome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just seeing your industry insider, I was like, like the fact that she's doing this, it's like her creating, um, and I want to, wait, this is my other question also. Yeah. Um, are you a grad student right now? I am. Yes. I have, I have lectures to get back to later. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I know this is like kind of a project that you're doing with your professor that you're the TA, right? Oh, so that's actually, so I'm not, so I'm in medical school. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know, right? Like, why not? Um, so that, you know, I'm not the only one who decides uh-huh. to like pay it back. So Eric Linus Kaplan is a co-EP on Young Sheldon, the show on CBS. Mm-hmm. And he posted online that he would be interested in doing a story structure class for Latinx writers. And his thought process was people suddenly realize that Latinx people exist. We were invented in 2020. (laughs) And he said, you know, people are, people want to give Latinx people opportunities. And he's, and he said, I don't want people to say, oh, they're not ready. Mm -hmm. 
you know, people always want people with experience. And it's like, well, where do we get this experience if you don't give it to us? Mm -hmm. And so he said, I want to do this story structure class so that by the end of the class, there's a group of Latinx writers who I can say, well, I taught them story structure so they have a good head on their shoulders and can be in a room. And so I, I hit him up and apparently not a lot of people had seen it. And he was like, well, if you can get a few people, I'll do it. So I hit up like every Latinx writer I knew and I was like, get on this fam. And <laughs> you know, he was doing this out of the kindness of his own heart. Mm -hmm. And at the time it was kind of loosely done. And I was like, I just, I just kept nudging. And I was like, hey, you, what if we did this? And what if we did that? And magically that was it. I was the TA for the class. And, he, and suddenly <laughs> he was like, okay, just ask Dominique. Dominique is the point person. And so I helped him structure the class. You know, he brought his experience mm -hmm. and I brought my ambitious self. Yes. <laughs> and I created lots of opportunities for first hour class. Yeah. You know, I started, Industry Insider really started as guest speakers for, mm -hmm. for the class. And so because and I was working for free, I'm already a med student. I already got lots of, I, you know, I was, I placed in the NBC fellowship. I already have all this quote unquote clout, but mm -hmm. I'm not too fancy, right? Mm -hmm. This man is giving us this free class. So I helped him to, you know, organize it and make it better for free mm -hmm. for everyone else too. And so, you know, I contacted people and said, Hey, you know, I have this name behind me now. Like I have a co-EP on young Sheldon who I work with. It's a class for all Latinx writers. Would you be interested? Yeah. And my advice for asks, I didn't just do this to randos who I never spoke to, people yeah. who I had been following on Twitter for years, interacting with. So we weren't besties. I'm not going to pretend like every single person in the industry insider was my bestie. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't a stranger who like saw they were suddenly famous today and called and were like, oh, you're famous today. I, I want something from you. Yeah. You know, and, and I also I wasn't asking for a script read either. That's a big <laughs> ask. Right. I said, hey, would you want to come talk to my class? Mm -hmm. And then I said, hey, if we record it, then we can have other people watch it. You know, we have 10 people in class. YouTube can reach thousands of people, right? Yeah. So now anyone who wants that information can go on the Industry Insider series and watch the same thing that was really meant to be just for my class. Mm -hmm. But okay. that's, you know, that's greedy. Why would, we, why would we be selfish with that yeah. information, right? Yeah. How are we going to help people if we keep it only to our tiny, tiny group? Yeah. So I said, okay, we'll make the conversation. It's, it's overwhelming to have a, a Zoom of 7,000 people. We'll make the conversation in our class. Like, this is really for our class. But then let's make it open to everyone else. You know, that's, it's taking away the, those barriers, right? Mm -hmm. No gatekeeping. Let's, mm -hmm. let's make this available to everyone else who wasn't able to be a part of the class. And it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if you're Latinx or whatever you are, you know, you can watch this and learn the same information we did. And right now you have two episodes out, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so we have eight in the can, as they say, and I'm just publishing them as I go. Got it. Well, and earlier you mentioned that um, <laughs> you're not prestigious, but you go to, what is it, Columbia University, University of Pennsylvania, and yeah. <laughs> girl, prestigious, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, <You're funny. laughs> but I, I, one thing I will say, like, you, you really do for yourself is that you create these opportunities you speak it into existence you're that's exactly what you're doing you're speaking things into existence and um i think a lot of people don't understand that you can do these things like you you just put it out in the world and uh, you make it happen like you set a goal and in a reasonable time of like when you're going to reach this goal and little by little you make things happen really appreciate you saying that part because i was going to say like there are, there are reasons why I'm kind of able to do what I'm doing now, mm -hmm. 
And it's because I have this long history. Like people can go to my website and see all the things that I've done. And they say, oh, she's legit. She's been doing this for a while. Sometimes people want to see that. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes people are like, well, I think I can do this. So I'm going to do it today. And it's not that you can't. It's just sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes people want to see that you're committed to this. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these fellowships, for instance, when you apply to them, people who are already on the other side that got in, they're like, yeah, I applied seven times. <laughs> and they were great writers the entire time. You yeah. know, they can they kept doing the work. They kept hustling the whole time. Same thing if you're applying to a directing fellowship, producer fellowship, if you're an actor. How many stories of actors who had 100 auditions before they booked something? Oh, yeah. They were talented the whole time. They, it's just you need, sometimes it's the opportunity that's right for you. Yeah. Some, you know, things come. And no one, you know, something that I learned very young is that, especially, you know, being a person of color and being whatever woman, just there's so many different ways that people will try to like hold you back. And something that I was always told was no one can take away the knowledge you have. No one can take away the accomplishments that you have, you know, and for every time that I've gotten something, someone else who's also very talented hasn't. Mm -hmm. So if there's a time that I don't get it, I can't sit there and be like, Oh no, how did so-and-so get that? And I didn't, that's not the right attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, it's how did so-and-so get that? Look at their journey. How can I level up like Mm -hmm. so-and-so, right? And sometimes people get mad because they think people have connections. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How do we make those connections, right? Yeah. And that's part of what I'm trying to do with the Read Latinx Writers Initiative. I'm, I'm giving people that opportunity to, so now they have a connection, yeah. right? You know, people think that's a bad thing. Like, oh, so-and-so had a connection. Most of the time when so-and-so had a connection, they also had a career before it, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> All the hustling. It's not easy. It's not going to happen overnight. If it does, oh, God yeah. bless. That's great. <laughs> then you know what? Please don't forget the rest of us down here. Pay it exactly. forward, you know, yeah. reach back as they say. Um, but, but don't get discouraged if it doesn't yeah. happen on the first time. As I said, when your first film that you make with your phone, it might not be be one. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. But the next one can be, you know. Exactly, that, because of what yeah. you learned. Exactly. And, and lifting as you climb, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so my next question for you is, who's someone that you look at as an influence in your in your career in your journey in your life oh my goodness these questions are always really hard yeah. it's like okay i don't want to forget anybody and <laughs> damn where do i start ah goodness i gotta say i'm very lucky to have you know this really loving partner who is extremely ambitious and a lot like me in that like we have our other lives but we also have our artistic lives and i think it's really nice to be with someone who has a similar mind than me and is really supportive. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know some people who don't always, I think it's hard. Life of an artist is very, very hard and other people will not understand it. Oh, yeah. um, and so having someone in your life who understands it, who relates to the experience has been really helpful for me because sometimes I don't, like I lose my nerve sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> this is hard. This is, you know, it's not, so I had this ballet teacher who used to say immediate gratification. There is no immediate gratification yeah. in our industry, yeah. especially a film, right? A film gets made and a year later it's edited. A year later it's accepted to the festival circuit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were working real hard making this film on set and then no one saw it for the next six months, nine months, 12 months, <laughs> right? And people are like, well, what are you doing? It's like, well, I promise I've been working real hard on this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if people can't see it yet, sometimes people will doubt you and think yeah. like, okay, you know, so it's, so I think like as many people as you can surround yourself with and 
they don't have to be the most famous person. If you look up to someone famous, that's great. But I, I think it's really important to have people who you have FaceTime with, who are supportive of what you do, who can encourage you, and people who, maybe if they don't do it themselves, people who will try to understand where you're coming oh, from, yeah. who will try to, you know, to be a lifeline for you when they're hard days. Because you know what? I don't care what you are. I used to always tell my students, I don't care if you want to be a circus clown. If you want, I know someone like circus lay people, they work hard. Oh, like yeah. circus is actually really hard. Um, it's, like <laughs> the, it's like a joke, but it's not. If you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be an astronaut, it's going to be hard, my friends. Mm -hmm. You have to be really passionate about it. you have to you have to be happy life is very very short my friends <laughs> so you know you have to you have to be able to find joy in the things that you're doing and so surround yourself with as many people as possible who are going to help uplift you and, I, and as i said like it doesn't matter who they are it doesn't have to be someone who everyone's heard of mm -hmm. you, you know um for me wanting to do this talk show a lot of people that i surround myself they they want to become journalists investigative journalists pr pr um, practitioners um artists or directors producers and i'm over here like i want to be a talk show host and it's like i love it <laughs> but you know it's true like i surround myself with people who are creative who will un understand that i have this goal and this dream and they're like do it like you're gonna do amazing like and, and continue to push me even five minutes before this interview i'm like hey um i'm nervous and then they're like <laughs> no, don't be nervous. You got this. Like you already did your research. We already practiced. We, mm -hmm. we did this. They're like, what are you nervous about? Like succeeding? And I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it, it happens like that. But I know if I didn't have people around me who weren't as creative or who were more into like, um, going into the stereotypic American dream, you go into a job that like you sit at a desk and answer phones and emails then I, I wouldn't be as passionate as I am, or I wouldn't be as driven, or I wouldn't like, you know, I, I wouldn't be here right now with you. And yes. Yeah. And I got news for you. I did a lot of emails today. So you're gonna, no matter what you do, there's gonna be just sitting there answering emails. So you better be happy with what you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and skills that you're building, right? Mm -hmm. People think that, I, sometimes people have closed-minded opinions of what it means to be an artist. Mm -hmm. Most artists are business people. Most <laughs> artists are very savvy. Yeah. And so look at you building those skills. <laughs> I see you building those life skills that you can apply to so many oh. different things. Oh, yeah. And it comes from, like, I mean, I just graduated college. In college, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was hustling and bustling. I had 14 different clubs um, under my belt. I was on a leadership position, so I had an internship. I had two part-time jobs. I'm at one point, I had three part-time jobs. And, like, do you get sleep? No. But I know. you know what? You're doing it. Yeah. And it's hard, but you just you live with it, and, and you just keep on pushing because it's, like, that's the dream. Like, the dream, I, I'm okay without going to sleep and just dreaming it, I'd rather live it right now. I'd rather work towards living it, um, you know, in a year from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. They, um, they see or they hear you and then they're like, so you have nothing going on right now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, as I said, it's about having joy and it's just mm -hmm. sometimes people don't realize that that's what you can get joy out of oh, just because yeah. they don't. Right. Yeah. And so it looks like a lot of work and sometimes it is. And you have to take moments to realize the joy in the process mm -hmm. or else you'll like work, 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 and then you'll hit a new goal. It's like what you were talking about a little bit earlier about like, look, I, I made an accomplishment. Love me. Mm -hmm. That's not always how it works. And sometimes you're not going to love yourself more because you had an accomplishment, right? 
Like you really, and something I always tell my students, it's like, I don't care if you get the answer wrong. I care if you don't try. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I can respect someone who gets the answer wrong because like you learn from that, right? Oh yeah. But I don't know how much I can respect someone who's not even trying. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's a big part. Life is really hard. You got to wake up in the morning and just try, yeah. especially in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. Shout out to everybody who tried today. Exactly. I love that. Um, you know, um, we're talking a little bit about like our struggles. What has been like one of the biggest struggles that you have faced and, and how did you just overcome it and try to overcome it? You, you mean aside from the almost dying part? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's see. Um, I'm like, what, how, which part of my soul am I willing to bear today? Yeah. Oh, goodness. I think, so without giving every single detail, because maybe I'm still working on that, right? Um, and how I want to express myself about the things I've been through in life. But, I, I, you know, I've had some pretty big challenges in life. Mm-hmm. And, some, and there are things that, like, had nothing to do with what I did. Obviously, I've worked very hard in my life. And I always say, oh, I got one, I got lucky, but 1% luck, 99% is your, you've worked really hard. Mm-hmm. And then the 1% is they pick you, right? Yeah. Because a lot, there are a lot of people out there who've worked really oh, hard, yeah. right? And then you're the 1% of luck that, that you actually were able to get through, right? And so with that 99% of hard work, I had this like disillusionment moment in my life where I was like, oh crap, I'm like this little Puerto Rican girl from Brooklyn. And like, I just, you know, I just didn't have, certain things Mm -hmm. and I was like maybe this I really I felt like especially when I was like trying to get into med school I was like maybe this just isn't meant for me and that's so sad now that I look back it's just like wow I I, I feel sad for myself that I I felt that way it's like because I I had a really strong personality I was really confident I had a really strong self of sense self sense of self it wasn't that I thought I wasn't smart enough I knew I was smart enough I knew Mm -hmm. I could work hard enough I just thought it wasn't meant for me I just thought this wasn't for you like you tried, you gave it like the good old try, but there's a reason that this is harder for you and it's just not meant for you. Mm-hmm. And it's so heartbreaking now because, you know, I try to be a role model to, to people coming after me. And I had like one or two role models who were like, no, no, don't think that way. You know, I had this one mentor. Oh my goodness. I'll never forget because, you know, some people assume things because of my resume. You're assuming wrong. Uh, I did a lot of this on my own. <laughs> you know, I did this in spite of certain circumstances in life, not because I was not born into this. I will say this firmly without going into every detail. And I'll never forget, I was studying and this mentor called me and it was just such a big deal because no one really cared, mm-hmm. you know, about this goal I had to go into medicine. I didn't necessarily have a lot of people like cheering me on towards it. And so when she called me, I'll never forget that. Just, it was something so small, that one phone call. And I don't even know if she realizes. And then right, like it was, and I remember being so sad that she didn't see me get into medical school because she passed away. And I remember just being so, so heartbroken because that was the person who I wanted to show. You know, sometimes, like you said, like I made an accomplishment, love me. Mm-hmm. And when she passed away, I was like, oh my God, I don't have this person to show. Who, who cares? who's going to care that I got into med school? Like, why am I doing this if she, no one can care? And, you know, I had to realize for myself that I care. This is something that I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do. And so that's what I have to get into. And so I think 
I had to sort of re-up that, right? Like when I had to make my little life shift and say, okay, you're really sick. Medicine might not be the safest path for you as a high-risk person in the pandemic. So like, I'm still here and I'm going to finish up my degree, but I'm not necessarily going to pursue that as an occupation. And so, you know, how can I use what I've learned to fulfill myself as an artist? And so being an artist was the same thing. It's like, you may not have someone who's saying, yeah, go do that. Or, you know, patting you on the back. You have to pat yourself on the back. Like you have to be really happy with your life choices because no one else is living this life but you. Yeah. And, you know, it took me, it took me a long time to sort of realize that like, it doesn't matter if I didn't, you know, it's not what you look like. It's not what your life looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to think, oh, I wasn't born into this, so I can't do this. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't know women could be directors. I was like, hold on, what? And you could be in Hollywood without like your dad being in Hollywood. That's a thing. Like what? They, and I mean, they're not really letting that many of us do that. That's why I created my initiative. That's why other initiatives are out there. But I was like, hold up. They let like Latinx people do this. They let women do this. Like, I was just like, wow. You know, when I went to that first festival and I saw all these, other, I met a lot of Latinx people. I was at the New York Latino Film Festival in New York. And I met all these people who went to film school, like out the gate, like for undergrad or for masters. And I was like, Y'all did this as your first career? <laughs> like, this is an option? No one mm -hmm. ever taught me this was possible. Yeah. If anything, it was like, no, don't do that. That's just heartbreak because they don't let us in that door. Mm -hmm. That's what I got taught. Like, that door is not for us. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was the biggest obstacle to overcome, realizing that that's not a thing, right? Th those doors, we're, we're breaking them down. Anything is for us. If mm -hmm. you do the work, if you're kind, if you're professional, it can be for you. It might yeah. take some time, but it can be. You know, a lot of people, I think, have that mentality of, like, it can't be for us. So the fact that you're breaking that, like, stereotype out and you're, like, kicking it out the window really is, like, so, uh, like, just heartfelt. Because I, I'll say, um, I know a whole bunch of Latinx writers and producers who don't seem to get a chance because whatever it may be. You know, and um, I mean, we're in LA, we're in, right next to Hollywood, and it's still like, hey, can you speak to me? You don't have time. Got it. Like, yeah. how, how do you break into it? And it's like that initiative that you did, the Latin, Read Latinx Writers, is such a huge, impactful way to do that. And it's like really from going from the Bronx to medical, medical school to um, doing your own films, producing, writing, acting, and directing to like, I'm going to start this entire initiative that's going to help <laughs> 190 individuals and I'm going to do this all on my own. That's really Yeah. I, I made it myself, right? Exactly. I, I, I'm so proud of all of our participants. Mm -hmm. You know, we already have people who are having one-on-one -on -one meetings with showrunners. We're already mm -hmm. having people who have general meetings with studios. That's really big and that's really hard to get. Mm -hmm. And some of that is whether I match them with that studio or if they were matched with a, a reader who read it and said, this is good, I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer you, right? Those little wow. connections yeah. are, are really turning into things. You know, yeah. I've been able to, you know, people know me as the person who knows all the Latinx writers. So a showrunner hit me up and was like, hey, we're looking for a very specific set of requirements. Do you have anyone? I read all of the bios, um, about 300 people, because not only did I read the mentees, of course, I read the mentors too, because, you know, our WG writers were already established writers. Mm -hmm. They're, they're people who want to keep working too. And so I read their bios too. And I, and I said, okay, 
here's my people. I contacted them. I said, okay, do you fit these things? Send me a sample. I read the first page of their sample just to make sure that it like did fit what they said it did. Yeah. And then I sent the showrunner a whole list of names, all from, not only from the people who signed up to be mentored, but also the people who volunteered to help. And so, you know, you guys, I said, you got to give to get. People oh, yeah. didn't sign up thinking that I would, you know, refer them for a job, mm-hmm. but I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's so important. You know, you got to keep paying it forward. It's, it's the business of relationships. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of people don't understand when they are referred, like the, the time that the person who's doing the referral really puts into it. It's like, yeah, if I'm going to refer you, I'm going to make sure that like you as a writer are phenomenal. You as a person, you like have that personal connection, that passion, that drive. Because if I give some so-and-so your name and your script, and then they're like, this? Uh, I have an ink. What? What is this? You know? like, exactly. It's your name now. Like, you know. So. I'm really glad you bring that up. Yeah. Because something I think that people don't realize is that like a huge key to success is just being personable. And I keep mm-hmm. hearing that and thinking, well, I'm super personable. And it's not until I, I have people maybe not interfacing the way they should, not communicating in the most professional way possible, that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is why people keep repeating this. And something that I said, and this is something that happens in, in other initiatives too. Sometimes people are really surprised. Someone said like, oh, this was actually really good. And I'm like, well, that shouldn't surprise you. Why wouldn't it be actually really good, yeah. right? That, you know, people don't realize the microaggression that they're doing. I don't, mm-hmm. but I realized this person wasn't trying to be rude. Mm-hmm. It's just that their other person they were paired with didn't present themselves in the way that's most professional. And they were a beginner writer. And so their script wasn't at the same level. And so I said, well, you know, there were no barriers in mm-hmm. this program. This program was really first come first serve. And as long as I had someone to match you with, you got matched. Mm-hmm. I didn't say you had to win a contest. We have lots of contest winners, but I didn't say you had to. So mm-hmm. people who wrote their first script ever got, got it read by like showrunners and professionals. Like this is a big deal, your first script ever. And so I said, you know, there might be beginners and that's why they, they're asking for notes. You're supposed mm-hmm. to give feedback. So I can forgive you for not being a pro on day one mm-hmm. at writing, for not being a pro at simply writing an email, all those things, by the time you're an adult, even high school students, I think, especially in like the digital age, they have that knowledge. They have mm-hmm. that social currency. They have that professionalism currency. Yeah. I can't teach you that. I can't give you notes on that. I could, but then you have to be the one to follow up with it, right? Oh, yeah. Just presenting yourself professionally changes how people think about you. So that can take a script that's maybe in the middle and someone will say, well, this script is kind of in the middle, but I gave them notes and they're so professional. I can trust them to fix it up. So I'm going to send it. Right. And so someone with all the contest wins in the world who doesn't know how to speak to someone, you know, that's that, that might not go as far. Yeah. Again, someone who's maybe a brand new, it's just going to shoot up so quickly and Mm -hmm. people look and they're like, how did so-and-so do it faster than I did? And sometimes a big part of it was just how you were just treating other people. Yeah. You can teach people how to write, how to um, do their grammar, punctuation, and all that. Exactly. But you can't <laughs> teach someone how to be a, a kind person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, respect is free. Respe- you oh, you, know, you yeah. don't have to take a writing class or think you have to take a writing class to get better at writing. I was self-taught when I, when I placed in the fellowship competition, yeah. right? So like, and, and now, now I've been lucky enough to take a class and I'm, I'm still growing and I want to keep growing. But at the mm-hmm. time, you know, there are a lot of free resources on the internet. You can read books 
you can get them probably PDFs for free. You can probably get oh, them yeah. for very, very cheap. A used book is like $2 these days, right? You can educate yourself if you want to. That, that's a hard, that's definitely challenging, but that's mm -hmm. not the part that a lot of people have to overcome. Yeah. I think, right? How do you represent yourself? How do you represent others? Can I trust you? Yeah. Can I trust that if you're talking to a showrunner, you're not going to uh, be disrespectful? You're not yeah. going to be entitled or arrogant, right? We talked about machismo earlier. Mm -hmm. I got to say it. I, I think I've, I don't think I've had almost any trouble with uh, cis women. I, I've had some trouble with cis men. <laughs> Come on, my cis men, get it together. It's okay. It, it's, it doesn't make you look weak to say thank you. It doesn't mm -hmm. make you look, look weak to say sorry. Yeah. And one thing, I, and I will say, women make mistakes. You know, people yeah. in my program even were like, oh, I was an hour late. The women who were one hour late said, I'm so sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. I would love to still be considered, but I understand if I can't. The men who were two weeks late, making excuses, saying these things with like certain, it's just like, okay, that's not us. And, and I want to mm -hmm. really emphasize the fact that I have 180 plus writers and they all did the right thing, right? Yeah. All my aspiring writers but I can't afford the one person who doesn't want to act professionally mm -hmm. interfacing with this industry participant and then making all of us look bad. You know, yeah. when I went to Columbia, I met a young man from New Jersey and he told me, you're the first Puerto Rican person I've ever met in my entire life. Do you know the pressure? I literally am his only representation of any Puerto Rican person in the yeah, whole world. The entire he's community. from New Jersey. Like mm -hmm. he's not from like Indiana, New Jersey. And I was like, how is that possible? And he just lived a very sheltered life mm -hmm. with a very specific homogenous group. And so now look at me representing every Latinx person, every Puerto Rican person he ever met in his life. Yeah. And so it's the same thing when no matter who you are, whether you're in my initiative or not, when you send that email, when you interface with people in the industry, it's a lot of pressure, but you're holding mm -hmm. all of us on your back. Mm -hmm. That's right? And I know it's a lot of pressure, but it's there. Yeah. Um, last two questions. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Uh, is, what is a piece of advice that you think not many people actually say that should be said more of? Mm -hmm. yeah, let, me, let me, give me a second. Yeah. So we already covered the professionalism thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free. Free 99. Say your pleases and your thank yous. Yeah. Right? And I think... So this is something, and I actually, what's funny, when we first met, I spoke to you about this. People don't, I brought this up earlier. People, someone gets famous and you're like, oh, you're famous, so now I'm going to pay attention to you. There's this, there's this networking professionalism saying, not everyone can help you, but everyone can hurt you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, just mm -hmm. because you don't recognize someone's name, it doesn't mean that they're not in a position to help you. And it doesn't mean they're not in a position to say, mm, so-and-so was super rude, so-and-so. You never know. And for instance, some of the people who are on the mentor side of my initiative, their IMDBs don't actually show anything yet, but they sold a couple of series. They're currently in development, so they're not allowed to talk about it with some of the biggest names out there. Like, I'm not going to say them because as I said, we're not allowed, but I, they just told me so I would know who they were. Big names. Mm -hmm. And no one knows who that person is yet. Mm -hmm. That person is the next whoever you think is fancy. Mm -hmm. And it's like two months away from hitting deadline and hitting the Hollywood Reporter you don't know what someone is doing today because that's how Hollywood works, right? Hollywood is everything. Oh, we can't say it until it's officially released, right? We have no idea who is working on something big. Mm -hmm. So it pays to just literally treat everyone the same. Mm -hmm. You are not bigger than anybody else. No one is bigger than you. 
And that, because that's also how, you know, the industry is a big circle. One day you're at the top and one day you're at the bottom again. And that's mm -hmm. okay. It's not that you were demoted. It's that like, maybe as a director, you have a lot of experience, but as a writer, you don't. And that's why you need to start somewhere, right? Maybe you'll start in the middle, but you won't be the one leading the room. And that's okay. And so something we talked about, you know, when we were at that networking event, everyone ran to this one person. And I saw this woman standing right next to him. No one was talking to her. So I said, hi, I'm Doc. She works with him that she is the person who has his ear mm -hmm. and she brought me over to him skipped the line and was like come meet dominique mm -hmm. and i didn't do that on purpose i just noticed that like there was a big line and she was right there mm -hmm. hi i'm dominique that's all i did and suddenly she decided to take me to the front of the line to go meet this person who runs a big studio right yeah and it's just literally just being decent mm -hmm. um I actually remember that entire like yeah. talk that we had from before. I remember that night. Um, one of the honorees, uh, she's a, a anchor here in, in LA, and I remember her family was like by the side of her while she's taking photos with everyone, yeah. signing different things. And I remember just like seeing her mom, and I was like, "Have you taken a photo with her? Like, do you want me to take the photo?" And she's like, "Yes." Yes, like, <laughs> photo. and so I took her photo with her mom, and then her mom's like, do you guys want photos with my daughter? And I was like, oh, yeah, please. Yes. And, she's like, okay. <laughs> and so I remember it was like, it was just so funny. Like, I, I felt like it was family. Like, it was my own yeah. family because um, she's over here like, here, let me hold your hat because they gave out hats that day. Yes. So she's like, let me hold your hat and your booklet. And so for me and like um, my two friends who were there, uh, she, she, held all of our stuff and then her daughter took our photo with us and then her daughter posted us on her instagram Aww. i'm like what like it's just being kind really mm -hmm. and talking to everyone and not just thinking like oh this anchor she's gonna get me like in she's, exactly you know no and like do i still follow them like yes but like you know it's it's not like i'm gonna follow them so that way so and so day they're going to do this for me or they're going to give me mm -hmm. this or, you know, they're going to provide this. It's, it's no, like you just, you follow them to follow them and see them grow. And, like, and you know what, when you, you know, cause you're, you're on your way and mm -hmm. you, you know, when you're the honoree, you're going to run into each other at an event in five yeah. years and she's going to remember you. Yeah. Right. People pay attention. I know there are people who I'll say like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm like, I know. And I'm like, and they're like, I, I've been, I've been keeping up. Yeah. People know people, people talk. People are like, yeah, we've been talking. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. I, I ran into someone in LA last summer in mm -hmm. Starbucks. And it was a director I had worked with like five years before, six years before. But I remembered him and he was so excited to see me because I had no idea at the time. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that was the first thing he ever directed in New York. Oh. Whoa. He is the director, like the, the director who directs most, a lot of the episodes of Supernatural, right? And when I met him, that wasn't the case. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then I ran into him and it was so funny because he was like, huh? and he was so excited to see me because as I said, it was his first New York thing that he did. Mm -hmm. So he was like, oh, wow, you remember me? And I was like, well, yeah, we, you brought me on. I wasn't, I wasn't actually, not, I was like, got tapped. I was like in a very small, small role. And they're like, hey, do you want to hang out with us and work with a helicopter? And I was like, sure. And I told him, I was like, I never worked with a helicopter before. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, that was my first time too. He's like, and I haven't since. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had this little moment. And it, again, like, it's just, we got to know each other that day. Mm -hmm. I didn't hit him up 
asking him to give me things. Mm-hmm. But five years later, he remembered me and now we're in touch again. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, um, even with you, like, yeah, I don't talk to you every single week or every, yeah. every month, but like I keep up with like your website and your projects. And so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm starting my own and like we're in a very similar space you and I, I feel. Yeah. you know so I was like I feel like I can definitely reach out to her and it, it would be completely fine you know yeah and and so that's really what it was it's like a year later a year year mm-hmm. and a half later and like yeah you no know, we're still talking we're still doing this relationships 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 <laughs> exactly just maintaining them and just like making sure that you're watering it every single like so often and just like nurturing it really um but yeah, thank you so much for being here. And, and last thing before I let you go, yes. um, is so the way I like to end off my shows is by my interviewee um, finishing off the sentence. You have to be blank AF to. You have to be kind AF to succeed. I love that. Kindness matters, y'all. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> but thank you honestly like it means the world to me for you to be here and just talking to you and just feeling like this past hour just has been a feel-good moment a feel-good hour really so thank you thank you so much thank you for having me Mm -hmm. and if anyone wants to keep up I am Dom underscore did that on Twitter and if you go to my Iron Glove Productions YouTube, you can watch all the industry insiders and get all that information I was telling you about. Yes, please make sure to go and follow and subscribe. Um, she has website, YouTube, uh, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, all of it. All the things. And I'll, then I'll, I'll add the apps too. Awesome. Thank you so, cool. so much. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this episode of Communication AF. To be kept up to date with the latest episodes, please subscribe here on YouTube or on your favorite podcast apps. And follow us on Instagram at Communications AF. I hope to communicate with you all soon AF.